Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. This is our weekly podcast where we share our stories of starting and running our float centers while we provide insights and tips along the way. As always, you can find us on all the social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Art of the Float. Visit artofthefloat.com to find show notes, links, pictures from every episode, all that good stuff. I am one of your hosts, Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon with Sandra. I'm joined with Amy afloat Nashville per usual. Lance is out this week and filling in. We've got producer Brian joining us. So excited to have you, Brian. Thanks for joining us. Before we jump in here, I want to give a few shout outs to a few more Patreon supporters. Thank you guys so much for... Uh, Showing your support, it, it truly means so much to us. Just to let everybody know, if, if you don't know already, Patreon is a uh, campaign where instead of like, I don't know what it would be, a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo where there's a goal to fundraise to and then a product is made at the end and it's a one-time payment, this means every month you throw a few ducats our way and it's honestly, we, we flipped it on without kind of really any incentives in mind um, as, as we're doing it. But um, pretty quickly, we're adding things in there. So go ahead and check out patreon.com uh, forward slash art of the float to see what those are. The first one, first tier, I guess technically maybe it's the, the second tier. But either way, the $10 tier means that, A, you get a shout out on the show. And it also means uh, you get uh, photographs that we take uh, in our float rooms. We try to make them... Uh, some will definitely give away what float tank it is, but we try to make sure that there are great shots in there that don't give away the float tank itself. So um, everybody can can use these without uh, you know any copyright infringement or anything like that. So uh, that's going along splendidly so far. So I want to thank Ben Gregoire and his wife Cassandra of Waves Float Center. These guys just opened up very recently, and I think they're hitting off real strong here. So congratulations to you guys for starting. Very, very excited and proud of you guys. Derek Wyatt, another familiar name in the industry. He's a social media guru of Float Tank Solutions. Thanks so much for supporting us, Derek. I love that. And Chris Jones, starting Synergy Float Center in Alexandria, Virginia. And Aaron Douglas, uh, he's actually been on the show before, A Place to Float, uh, is up and running, six float tanks, and uh, just, a, just a beast of an operation, and I actually hope to get him uh, on the show here. I actually keep trying to get him on the show. He says he's not ready quite yet, not ready quite yet, but uh, he's, um, he's got some cool stuff to share with, what he's, with his launch, you know, things that he's learned from his launch and the confidence he went in with, and we'll find out uh, you know, how, how well that met reality. So... <laughs> Aaron, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Oh, also want to thank uh, Drew Kane. Drew, uh, thank you so much for supporting us. And uh, Drew is, is also a client of mine and just um, has an amazing attitude. He's going through the absolute exhaustion point of opening his business. And I, I think last time I spoke to him, he was sick. Like his body just finally gave out <laughs> as he's just busting his ass 24 hours a day. He's going through what I think so much of us go through, which is you can't sleep at night because you've just got these ideas popping up. You have to write them down or just explore them in the middle of the night. And so Drew, uh, definitely a shout out to you as you're going through this. We, we, understand buddy <laughs> and uh, and you're totally gonna make it out on the other side and it's gonna be so worth it uh and uh thanks for supporting us <laughs> if you'd like to support us again it's patreon.com forward slash art of the float or just click on the patreon uh, menu button on art of the float.com i also want to give a shout out to california float concepts california float concepts baby these crazy float tanks i'm excited to see him at the float conference uh zach is the the brainchild behind all the innovation that's going on including things like dual pumps uh, sound insulation in there uh no um 
well, they do have a waterproof, salt waterproof remote control, but also motion sensors. Uh, any of your you know, float metrics, you can have auto read out through your float tank. And it also has a salt dispenser, auto doser. <laughs> How sweet is that? Uh, check out cafloatconcepts.com to check out his float tanks and get excited to see it at the float conference. Ooh, Amy, Brian, how you guys doing? Doing good. Yeah. I'm good. Thanks for joining us, Brian. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. Brian, good to have you here, Brian. Yeah. He's thanks, he's, guys. Uh, <laughs> we we talk to him a lot more than than you guys get to hear from him. He's our the other half of Art of the Float from from the beginning of when we started it. And um we call him engineer Brian, we call him producer Brian. He he kind of does everything behind the scenes. <laughs> so it's nice, nice to actually let everybody hear your voice, Brian. Thanks. Um, and uh, I think Amy has a question for you. But first, Amy, do you want to share what's going on with you this week? I'm, I am anticipating every week to talk to you about this. I know. I'm it's, so it's excited funny. about the updates now. Yeah, we, we don't it's get nice much of a chance. A... Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. We don't get a whole lot of a chance to talk during the week about what's actually yeah. going on for your, with your business. So this truly is my time to hear. So I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> do share, please. So, yes, absolutely. There's so much. This week... I was just uh, saying on Facebook earlier that, you know, I, I worked so hard. You know, I've had two years to plan up until this point. And so I have my timelines. You all know how I am about my lists and all my organizations. So I have my timelines. Mm-hmm. I like fit some things in. Like, this is when I want to get my brain done. This is when I want to do this. This is when this is going to happen. And then reality happens. And then all of a sudden it's like <laughs> all the things right now, oh, God. right now. Um, this week has been in insane. Um, this week, uh, we were rushing because I had a pre-approval on a loan. And congratulations. I, thank you. Thank you. Thank end you. of story, um, I'm sure. <laughs> not, never the end of story. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I got it. But when we were trying to get the last location, we were, we were uh, trying to, to sign up for or to, to lease out mm-hmm. um, because they would not even consider my lease uh, until I showed that I had the money to to uh, run this business and to build out this business. Little did I know they were actually just utilizing me as a, as a way to uh, manipulate their current client into staying there. That was uh, bad. But anyway, I got this pre-approval. It was good for 60 days. My 60 days was up July 10th. And before I got that loan, I had to have a lease and I had to have a, con- a general contractor give me an estimate. Uh, we finished my architectural work. Let's see, we met we met at a bar Friday. That probably was not the best way to do that. But we met uh, and we tried to finish it up and she got the plans done Saturday. And in a last ditch effort, we sent it out to a few contractors who were awaiting that final thing, but we did not get the, um, the, uh, the bid in time to get the loan. So I lost my loan, uh, which you would think I'd sound a little bit sadder about that, but that's uh, <laughs> I'm bummed. I'm, I'm mm. seriously bummed because I had a really great interest rate. And I think the oh, wow. biggest loss here is I'm going to get the loan back. It's not a big deal, but uh, probably lose that really awesome interest rate, which you know, breaks it. my heart a little bit. But at least I know I'm getting a loan. Um, at least I feel confident I'm going to get a loan. Let me put it that way. If I come back crying next week, you'll know why. Um, so, oh, and, oh, God. <laughs> so, um, what it does is it sets me back a few weeks. So now here I am, I'm already, you know, the moment you sign a lease, you're shelling out money. I'm shelling out, you know, I've, I've, I've spent, I've written checks for about 30,000 this week between putting down payment on the architect, on the insurance, 
uh, we got our branding done this week. I've paid out the security deposit, the first month's rent. I've done, <sighs> you know, I, we've had to put some uh, money down on the tanks. We've had, I mean, it's just been, it's like, oh, I'm like a bank now. Everybody's <laughs> come to me for money. Right, um, right. And that loan is going to be a few more weeks. So, you know, it makes things a little tight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in the heart, right? You in the heart, the in the stomach. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know how you talked about, it was so funny, you we were just talking earlier about how, you know, when you're getting ready to start your float center, you can't sleep because these ideas are just going and you're thinking about all these things. And that's how it's been for me. I think I've gotten maybe five hours of sleep the last uh, three, four, five nights in a row. Because, you know, you're sitting there going, okay, how am I going to, how am I going to save some money here so I can pay this and and going through that sort of thing. So I really have empathy for those of you who are in this stage or still in your early stages of your float center, because it's, it is nerve wracking. It's a huge roller coaster ride is what it feels like. Um, So that's where we're at. Uh, Also in the midst of getting the architecture done, uh, we fired our graphic artist who was doing our branding and hired someone new. Uh, Can I I hear a little bit about that? (laughs) Sure. Sure, sure. So we, when we first went out and found and and asked for some uh, suggestions for branding, we had a few people and my first choice was not Mark's first choice, my business partner, Mark. Uh, And I, so I looked at his first choice, and I'm just going to call her Dawn to protect the innocent. Right. Um, and I looked at Dawn's portfolio, and I said, I don't know, Mark. I'm not really seeing anything here. I, I, not that it's bad work. She's been doing this for 20 years. Not that it's bad work, but she had a certain style, mm-hmm. and the style was not something that I resonated with. And... Then and Mark talked me into it because it's like, oh, it'd be great. She's a, she can do this for us. She can do graphics for us, which is my weakness. And so it's like, oh, it'd be really nice. Somebody who developed a brand who could continue to do some social graphics, who can do, do some ad graphics for us. Yeah, that kind of sounds nice. And I, I talked to her about my concerns. And of course, she said, well, I can do something different. This is not a problem. Mm-hmm. So oh, I still didn't feel, I didn't listen to myself. I still didn't feel right about it. So I, but I but I went ahead and signed the contract. And we got the first now for the first red flag after signing the contract was okay, we signed the contract. So when do you want to talk about, you know, our brand, what, you know, what we oh, want right. to convey, what we do at our what we're going to do at the new place cuz it's a very different business than what we're doing now, you know, and she's like, Oh no, I don't do that. I'll do my own research and I'll just get something to you. And I'm like, "Uh, well, don't you, how about I have a Pinterest board? Don't you want to see my Pinterest board? I'm like desperate at this point. It's like, I'm paying her a lot of money and she doesn't want to talk to me about my business. (laughs) Like that's insane. And she wrote me this big long email back telling me that's not the way she worked. And it's very different from other people, but that's the way she does. And she's been doing it 20 years and I should just trust her. And I'm like, all right, all right, here we go. So I finally like begged her. I'm like, please, let me just add you to my Pinterest. I'm like begging at this point. Please let me add you to my Pinterest board. Um, And she finally got on. I I got the invite out. She didn't actually join my Pinterest board until like a day before she sent me the first round. And I showed y'all the first round of my brand, of the supposed Mm -hmm. brand logo. And it was not good. 
<laughs> and I'm, I, I don't want to be mean, um, but it really, it wasn't just like, I didn't like it. It remi- and I'm not a graphics person. I, I admit it, it looked like something I would have made and I'm really bad. <laughs> Y'all I'm so bad. Um, and I said, you know, we don't like any of these actually. Do you think we could talk about my business? Oh my <laughs> you know, God. Yeah. Please. Okay. Yeah. That sounds reasonable. So, I mean, I, you're already in an unreasonable place, but yeah. to, to, to then say, let's talk about our business. That's reasonable. Yeah, I thought so. Um, now my, my business coach who we've had on before, John, John said, I think you should just fire her now and you need mm. to move on. Mm-hmm. This is not good. Like, and Mark's like, no, I think she can do great. Now keep in mind, I might not have said this, but this is a friend of Mark's. His, this is a, a, one of Mark's friends. This is his girlfriend. So <laughs> Mark's like, look, I, I don't want to hear about this from my friend. I think maybe we should just let her do another round. She says it'll oh, be better. So God. what could go, you know, what could possibly go wrong? Um, so once again, I was like, oh, we've already invested this money and time. And by this point we'd signed the lease and I'm like, oh, we gotta get this done fast. So I was like, all right, fine. Just, just do it. And she came back 10 days later with another round. And this round wasn't as bad as the first, but there was only one that I thought maybe, mm-hmm. um, that maybe, maybe, maybe we could, you know, make it work. And so we... We said, okay, we can do this. And we picked that one. And then I said, but we got to switch the colors. And I said, I would like to change the design a little bit. She wrote back to me and said, you don't need another design. You don't need a redesign on this. This is fine. This is good. You need to trust me. And then she went on to tell me that the ideas that I had for printing and why I wanted a color change weren't good because they would be too expensive for me to print. And that wasn't practical. Yeah. So I said to Mark, so do you want to fire her or do you want me to? <laughs> uh, so that, there was a lot of red, red flags. So on right. the day that I fired her, I called my first choice up and uh, he is amazing. I talked to him Friday afternoon. He immediately got on a phone call with me. He talked to me about what I wanted to see in it, what I wanted, what I didn't want, uh, looked at my Pinterest board uh, asked all the right questions on Monday, yesterday, he sent me the preview. I opened the email and immediately said, holy, uh, <laughs> stuff. Uh, expletive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is it. And Mark said the same thing. And we talked to him on the phone. He's like, Damn. no, wait, don't, don't. He's like, don't say yes yet. He's like, look at it every few hours, talk about it. Um, and then we'll, we'll talk again tomorrow. We talked today. I still love it. Um, and, uh, yeah. So from Friday to today, we got the final bundle that has every, every, uh, version of the logo I could possibly want in, uh, different colors in different backgrounds. Um, we have textures, we have photos, stock photos that work with it, that create the brand. We have, um, we have symbols. We have, I mean, everything. We have social media um, uh, templates, and it's beautiful. And I couldn't be more thrilled. Uh, the only thing that I regret is, I, I, I when I fired her, I told her I said, just send me the bill for the work. I, by Whoa. the way, I didn't mention this other thing. 
the other thing that really got me with her, with Dawn, was she, when I mentioned redesign, she finally said, okay, I'll redesign, but you wasted so much time in the beginning. Since you didn't like any of the first ones, I'll have to charge you another 125. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait. Oh my God. Well, no, no, we didn't waste any time. I begged yeah, you to right. listen to me. Oh, um, wow. So when I fired her, I said, just send me the bill for whatever it was. So I, I um, you know, had to pay up, which I mean, I, uh, she did, I, I made the choice and she gave me time. So I do believe that I owed her that. Um, but it was a, it was not a pleasant $500 check to write. Sure. And, uh, but I'm so incredibly thrilled and the lesson learned, listen to your intuition. If you see some red flags, if you feel a little uncomfortable, even if your business partner thinks (laughs) that perhaps it's a great idea and she's a friend, she's a friend's boyfriend or girlfriend. Well, that's strike one. Uh, yeah. Just do it. Um, and, and may I just to give a little plug, we had Liz, my architect, my real estate agent on the podcast a few months ago, mm-hmm. and uh, it was her husband who did my nice. branding. So we're keeping it in the family. Darn it. And so it can be a friend. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> no, Depends no. on the friend. Yeah. Mo- yeah most of the, the time that'll get you into trouble. But, uh, so, yeah. so, but in the end, they yeah. should be good. Is that what you're saying? They should be good at what they do? <laughs> at the very end, go with your gut and go with someone who can show you some oh. some work that resonates with you. Right. That it they, has yeah. to resonate with you. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's it. And um Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. As but, my but, as my but, uh oh sorry. Well, no, I it, nothing too important. Just like if you it just don't commit to something that you're not fully on board with, right? Because mm-hmm. you're just gonna be living, especially your your branding, your logo, font, all that stuff. Like if you're not feeling it or a hundred percent, like no way, man. That's yeah. worth writing five hundred dollars mm-hmm. to to not have to yeah. deal with. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you find yourself talking yourself out of it, out of any decision, whether it's branding, whether it's uh, where to put something in your in your uh, architectural plan, uh, whatever. You know, you got to double think, double. You've got to don't double think. Double don't check. double speak anyway. Got to double check. <laughs> like, why am I? Why am I trying to talk myself out of this? And what do I really and truly want? And you know, as a, one of my employees is a graphic uh, graphic designer, and she said, you know, when you look at someone, you look at their style. She's like, no matter what they try to do, oftentimes <laughs> their style is kind of set. Mm-hmm. That's not going to change. True that. True that. So if you look at a portfolio and you're not seeing things that you resonate with, it's a good sign to walk away. And being someone who's not a graphic person, that was very important to hear because, you know, here's the graphic designer that we were, our first graphic designer saying, oh yeah, I can make it more modern. I can do, I can do something less spa-like. I can do anything you want me to. And Heather, my dear employee said, no, actually that's usually not the way it works. So keep just something to keep in mind there. Learn we, from my experience. Yeah. We got a little uh, sneak peek uh, yesterday, I think. Yeah. And I got to say, yeah. very impressed. Yes, uh, yeah. Can't uh, wait to see the the full thing when it rolls out. It's so fancy, y'all. I told it's Mark. super fancy. <laughs> I told Mark, this is way too fancy. You can't wear flip-flops anymore. You can't wear flip-flops <laughs> oh, to work. Not... Shoot. We're not, we're not a flip-flop kind of flip yeah. anymore. Is that Did a deal breaker? Quit? He'd throw his sandals <laughs> on the floor, put on his other sandals and march right out of there. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that, that, I, I did get a sneak peek at that. Very, very cool. And I, I definitely see what you're going for. Like, it has your branding. Like, it's so different than Float Nashville, right? Like, it's so a completely <laughs> different representation. Like, I can already see how you're going to be marketing and promoting yourself just based off your your logo and font. You know, it's 
I, I, it's amazing how much is said, right? Yeah. Uh, in in that, it's very strong, uh, and that's and it's interesting. Uh, it is the the concept is extraordinarily different than Float Nashville, and even I probably shouldn't I'm probably shouldn't go into this tonight, but it was interesting how even seeing this logo and seeing this branding for me is outside of my comfort zone. All of a sudden, I started to think, you know, can I be the person who owns that business? Hmm. Um, it's really oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Um, I I've talked and thought so much about that over the last few days. I'm not, not going to go into it, but I feel this is going to sound crazy, but I feel in some ways that this branding is, is, uh, being outside my comfort zone is, is mm-hmm. creating some change. Even in myself is forcing some growth in myself is forcing mm-hmm. me to up level a little bit. And it's like, wow, b- good branding can be really powerful stuff. So yeah, do you cool. think like when you first start a business, like it just represents you. I mean, it's like only an extension of your own, yeah. y- your, your own internal who you are, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think you can do it any other way when you're, when you're just launching. Uh, but I think, you know, McDonald's, it's not like the owner of McDonald's is like, it's his heart and soul in those golden arches and in those mm-hmm. commercials. You know what I mean? Like right. at a certain point it, it's taken away from that. And it's more like, who's my clientele? Who am I specifically mm-hmm. trying to get to? And, and you can do that by all means from right out of the gate. But I'm going to say 80 plus percent is just, I would say 90% plus is who you are. And so do you feel like at this point you are, and, and not to say like it doesn't resonate with you, but like mm-hmm. you are, are tracking more on like, okay, this is a particular demo I'm trying to hit. These are mm-hmm. the things that reach this audience and the branding, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Is that making sense what I'm saying? It and is. is. Does it, is that true to you? Yes. Um, so yes, this time around, we are specifically, I can't speak. We are specifically looking, it's just a podcast. There's <laughs> what one or two people. It'll be fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just us in a room. It's all right. Just us in a room. You know, it's all good. Um, yes, this time around. And it was interesting when I talked to, uh, his name is Tom, who did our, who did our final branding. Uh, you know, we did, we talked about the people, we talked about the experience we wanted them to have. We talked about the their perception um you know and and one of the things we talked about you know i tom works with very high-end branding and luxury branding that's what he's used to doing i am not a luxury float center (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i mean let's be honest Uh, i i think i've I've heard people refer to the types of tanks i have as um as a bargain tanks uh which i by the way y'all i love my i love my my bargain dare Um, i know it's it's kind of odd there's 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 a little bit of uh there's a little bit of uh, snobbery going on a little bit um Uh, my goal i i have nothing against high-end float centers and i i see our our world or our float world a lot of people are are working very hard to make these beautiful beautiful centers um and there's nothing wrong with that at all, but it's never been who we are. And we, you know, my goal has always been how affordable can I make this? I, I went into floating cause I had chronic illness, hmm. uh, chronic pain and people with chronic pain. We usually, you know, most of our money goes towards doctors and hospitals and we don't have a great quality of life. And I wanted to make sure that they could get the, the help that they needed, the yep. floating in that they needed. So that was a, that's a big goal of mine. Um, and this next place, we are bumping it up a little bit, but I told Tom from the beginning, 
I want it to be classy. I want it to look good. I want it to be very modern, Mm -hmm. but I want it to be approachable. It's so important that people don't look at this and, um, and think, oh, that's not for me. Mm -hmm. So we talked about the target market and their perception. That's super important. Um, And I'll be honest with you. When I started Float Nashville, I'm, I was in the same boat as so many other people. If you go back and look at my graphics early on, which, by the way, please don't. Ooh, yeah, but um, same. Don't please don't go please back on our don't. timeline. I'm um, deleting that tonight before this. I know, seriously. <laughs> um, there's some of the ugliest stuff on there you've ever seen because I did it all myself. I'm like, oh, I don't have the money for branding. I can't. You know, I'm just gonna do it, do the best I can. But here's as I as I get older and as I increase my uh, my float empire. I'll tell you, it is super important to have someone who is outside your company look at you and and kind of get out of that. Because, like you were saying, when you start out, it's it's like it's all about you. It's you who you are. You're putting out right. your vision, right. and that's. I look back on it now. It's like wow, it was a mistake. I may not have been able to afford Tom at that time. But I could have afforded somebody who I wish I would have spent the money to have somebody work with me and yeah. do it right from day one. And that mm-hmm. was, if I had to do it all over again, and if I had to tell somebody, you know, if they're like trying to cut corners, I would still say, please work with someone, find someone, get your branding right from day one, have someone look at it with fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it, it gives you a, it gives you a better start. It gives you a stronger start. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the cores. Branding is going to be the, one of the cores of your business and it defines, it defines all your other actions and how, right. how you market and how you present yourself and your float center. And it's important. Yeah. Gosh, we've, we've talked about this so much and I, I, I don't want to like beat a dead horse on this, but yeah. like it, it's both like the most important thing and also the most difficult thing to do right out of the gate. Cause you haven't actually run your business before. Right. So like, you, you don't even, all you're trying to do is plug in a float tank and make it go, you know, like yeah. that is so effing hard to do, to, to then actually truly go out with a marketing plan that includes all of your branding, logo, everything like truly refined and knowing. And that's the other thing is you don't truly know who your demo is yet. You've got a, you're throwing a dart at a general direction, but mm. really they could be on the ceiling. They could be on any of the walls in the room. You don't know yet. And so, yeah, go ahead. Right. And I get that. And I totally understand that. And I would, like I said, I would not spend the money to get the entire package like I did with Tom. But what I would do and what I would encourage someone to do is get a professionally designed logo, have them give you a few textures and a few Mm -hmm. assets that you can use. Like, uh, like for float Nashville, she gave us, she calls them textures, but basically what it is is some little design elements that we use consistently in our things now. So it just kind of pulls everything together. Um, That is not, as expensive, you know, you can do that for under 500 bucks in most, in most cases. And you you are absolutely right. And it just makes it consistent. At least it's consistent. And then you can take that logo and, and fix it up later and do a real branding package when you have that money and you have that knowledge, but just that consistency. Mm -hmm. And and that's another great point is like, what was it that we learned at, at, uh, from uh, Gary V. Brian? Like, just do it. Like, basically just put content <laughs> out there. Like, and I'm not yeah. saying just put raw video footage up there, unedited necessarily. But what I mean to say is 
is yeah. <laughs> why are you laughing what is that what I'm, I'm laughing because all i can think is raw unedited of a oh, video God. it's like if mark fixing a tag or something and there'd be like so many f-bombs <laughs> and, uh, yeah don't do that it's not the Gary Vee show. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not the Gary Vee show, which although his stuff is so high-end now, it's crazy. He has oh, camera yeah, guys sure. following him. But uh, what I'm trying to get at is to back up your point and, and actually diss on my point, which is, yes, work on plugging in your float tank and making it go, but also do what you can to some degree so that you do launch out of the gate with a particular feel to your audience. And I mean, obvious things, logo. That's the first thing everybody makes in the first place. Really, it's like you're if you write your business plan, like your executive summary, right? Like that's, it's the last thing that you write is the, the summary. So like your logo summarizes everything. Let that be the last thing, but I'm digressing. Fonts, colors, like, like the things that you're talking about, that the overall feel, like how you communicate, just like these very basic things. Think about those things before you ever even launch so that you're consistent right out of the gate. People are familiar with who you are. You know, the, the little mom and pop shops, that don't really think about branding. They're restaurants that are these places that they're never going to have multiple locations. It's not something that they think about. Um, even if we're not going to have multiple locations, our, our feel is very important. And the, the businesses that go right out of the gate that could say be duplicated or replicated, uh, they're popping. Those restaurants pop. Like they have a feel and those people find that location. And it's the same thing with our float centers is we really have to clearly define that. And, and what I'm saying is that as little as you do, you know, you can still create those, um, create that feeling in that brand as opposed to here's a meme, throw it up. Here's another meme or here's a blog, throw it up. Like it, it's not, there could be consistency with, with what you're putting out there. And it saves you time too. If you know, like one of my issues, like, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm looking at this blank slate. I need to make this, this uh, you know, picture to put out on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, but I have these assets and I have a bank, I have a bank right. of pictures mm-hmm. and now all I have to do is, okay, uh, this is the feel I'm going for today. Or this is what I'm talking about. Is there a picture that looks like that? Okay. Put that picture in. Yeah. Let's try this branding asset. I know what, t- I don't even have to think about what text, what uh, uh, font to use. It's yes. fast. It's easy. So it saves you time in the long run. It's worth spending 500 bucks when you oh, open up God. to can do I, this. Can I tell you just like, how many endless conversations Sanj and I have had about font use per <laughs> stupid advertisement? What the hell is that? Why are we spending, th- I mean, 30 minutes might be an understatement of just like a stupid Facebook ad or a sale or something like that where we're going back and forth. It's heated. We're passionate. This means this. This means that. No, that font says that we're this. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's back it up. Not when we're hard pressed to get something out the door. And like, let's talk about who are we? What represents us? Boom. That's our font. Go. You know, like now we don't have to talk about it. I mean, I have to ask every time because I forget. But then she tells me, this is our font. We agreed on this, Dylan. I don't know if we really did or not, but I, I trust her. On it. It's, it's <laughs> Just go with it. It'll be It's easier. a good system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh. yeah, the more you can define these things, the consistency, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I'm sorry if I'm just totally beating a dead horse and at this point. No, no. But you know what? Since we're speaking of branding, Dylan, you've been talking the last few weeks about your uh, summer challenge, which yeah. is actually really branded and beautifully so? branded. Yeah. Talk, talk to me, Goose. What do you mean? 
Well, you know, don't don't feel you can it's, compliment. It's okay. I can compliment you all the way, all the way, and I have lots of compliments to say about it. You know, it's something that you you started from the beginning. Your copy is consistent. Your graphics mm. are consistent. You use the same person. It's something that goes yeah. all the way through the challenge. Right. Everything is matchy matchy. I mean that in a good way, <laughs> not like you know, um, pearls and uh, earrings and yeah, pearl earrings, pearl necklace, and pearl bracelet. I mean. Matchy matchy. I mean, like everything flows. All the design elements right. make sense, and uh, it looks beautiful. Well, I have a qu- thank you, thank you very much. Uh, mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. I love the artist Steph uh, did awesome work, and I am curious. Um, and and actually, I'll need to throw up some pictures of of the float shop as well, and the posters, uh, and all, and all that. I'll get a little bit more into that uh, later. But uh, what? Um, so these are cartoons. These are called chibis. They're like kind of an Asian style drawing, kind of anime style. Like when I think of the float job, I don't think anime, you know, I don't, what, what we're doing, I don't necessarily think of. But I also felt like, you know, if we have a slow season, let's get those eyeballs, you know, let's really get people looking at what we've got going on. What better than, you know, a cartoon woman flying out of a float tank, you know, it's a, it's a crazy concept of an image to put out there for the float shop. And so what do you think about, so you just complimented the, complimented the consistency of this campaign. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. Um, my question to you, Miss, Miss Branding Expert, is <laughs> what do you think about the kind of, kind of pivoting for a month of like, this is who we are, this is who we are, this is who we are. We're still using our font, we're still using the way that we talk, mm-hmm. but here's some really kind of fun cartoon stuff for a little bit and then going back into our mode. Well, okay, so there's going to there's gonna be some people who disagree with me on this. Um, there are some uh, Instagram, I'm, I'm thinking of Sue Zimmerman, I don't know if y'all know who she is, but um, she likes consistency across the board. Um, I look at it like, well, it's a one-time thing, it's a container, you know, it's, it's, you have everything in a container. That container is, it starts in July, whatever it ends, I think you're just doing it through the month of July, is that mm-hmm. right, Dylan? That's right. Um, and then it's, it's kind of in and out. It's not something that, oh, okay, so randomly around November, you're just going to throw a chibi into a campaign just for fun. <laughs> right, right. Um, it is, it's consistent from beginning to end. Um, do you feel good about it? Is it something that appeals to you? Do you? I'm loving it and our customers yeah. are loving it. Yeah. So I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, to, to some degree, that's the only thing that matters, right? Yeah. It's like, I mean, is this guy right responding? for me? Does he make you happy? Yeah. Well then that's, that's a pretty good starting <laughs> point. Yeah. What more but do I, think, I need to say? Well, yeah. And I think the fact that you have a beginning and an end and it's all contained, it's not like you're just throwing a chibi randomly into stuff. <laughs> I don't have issues with that. I think there's there's probably some quote unquote experts out there who might, uh-huh. but I don't know. When I look at your stuff, knowing knowing you for the last four years mm-hmm. or five years, you have things, you you have a lot of hand-drawn, you're, you know, using the artists in your shop and that sort of thing. So to me, it's really not that much oh, okay. outside the box <laughs> because I see so much hand-drawn art come from your, come from your brand and from your office. That's kind of part of who y'all are. You use, I don't know, is this, this is, is this a local artist? Uh, up in Canada, just shy of, uh, of uh, Calgary, actually. Totally local. <laughs> yeah. Totally local. Local to Lance. Um, local to Lance, okay. So, you know. On the same continent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, definitely. Local continent. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, so to me, I, I, and I, I, quite frankly, I assumed it was a local artist just because 
that's in the past. That's how, that's how right. I, mm -hmm. that's how I know you. So yeah. and I'm willing to bet a lot of your clients do as well, but, um, and I don't, I don't think that matters, but I, I, I don't have issues. I think it's great. I think it's fun. And, and if I, I'm curious, are they responding? It sounds like, it sounds like they're loving it. Yeah. People are really digging it. Um, we've got a lot of signups for it and it's, it's as, uh, so we had our employee meeting today, like, mm -hmm. uh, one of our employees said, um, he kind of describes it as partially float summer challenge, partially customer appreciation. Cause the first time that you float, you just get all these coupons for local businesses around. So it's just like, you're already benefiting. You know what I mean? Like you already get something, even though there's no, no, no challenge to it or earning anything, uh, per se. So yeah, pe people are really responding well to it. It's really exciting. I'm, I'm stoked on it. Are you seeing more floats come in uh, as opposed to this time last year? I have not looked at those numbers yet. I'm going to save that talk until we close okay. it down. I, I am very curious about it. And the other thing I'm curious about is uh, membership sales. And we did talk yeah. about that a little bit today. And, and that's a, I wish I had come in with a better concept of tracking that specifically because we have had membership signups and people also signing up for the challenge. But did they necessarily sign up because of the challenge? I don't know. Is that that important? You know, uh, so because part of this is, you know, the, the best the most affordable way to participate in this challenge is to be a member. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the end of the month, if you want to cancel, that's great. We're easy about it. Uh, but um, so, yeah, that's that's something that we're uh, I, I will give you those detailed numbers uh, at the end of July here uh, or I guess early cool. August when we take a look at it. But um, so far, really exciting and uh, just really proud of this campaign. I don't know that we've ever truly launched a campaign that lasted a month that had a, a teaser at the beginning. Um, had like we have a, a chart that goes up on the walls, you know, people are putting up stars and it's also mm -hmm. has a chibi behind it as well. And then there are beautiful posters that Brian here, uh, you know, he used the assets that we had and just made them absolutely pop. So people are excited to see those. It makes people talk about it. So then they're asking questions and want to sign up. So it's like, it's not only the email blast, not only the social media, but it's also in-house as well. So like, just mm -hmm. no matter what you're, you're aware of it and it's fun. And so, uh, yeah, all these different chibis are exemplifying different aspects of floating, you know, the post float glow or the, the athlete floating, um, all, all sorts of stuff like that. So it's, it's been fun and gosh, I, we've talked about it enough already. I should probably also mention, I, I'm sure we mentioned, we talked about it on the last show, but there's also a product that we're selling uh, as well. So if you're yeah. interested, uh, in, um, yeah, this is a, yeah. So, so Amy, well, <laughs> let me, let me tell you about this. <laughs> I thought you said there, there's an, uh, something that you're selling as well. No, like thinking, oh, you're selling oh, something no, in no, the shop no. as part of, I, yeah. so I totally missed oh, I do know that we're doing dolls. this. I'm so sorry. Be Mm, that'd be awesome. There should be 3D models of these that we can sell as well. That'd be sweet. Uh, no, I, I just mean um, all the float shop branding stripped away. Like you could just buy all this base content and use it at your float center. So I'm really excited to see what other people come up with. And then if you want, uh, Brian here can like do all the Photoshop editing and make sure that your logo is done right and you know some of the characters and stuff like that and and make the backgrounds pop for your brand and all that stuff because that's the idea right like it was interesting we had this idea we we want to make marketing easier for other businesses for other float centers but then branding is so important right so it's like how where's the, the the right area to be able to give you assets to be able to run your own campaign but at the same time make it your own uh so so that was what our uh, kind of task was for this and i love ryan what do you, what do you think do we do we Mission accomplished. Did we do it? 
Yeah, mission accomplished. I I love. I think it. I think it's so fun. I think Amy brought up a great point. It's like, even though, even though this whole campaign, like the art, isn't completely in sync with Floatshop branding, it is consistent within itself, which helps right. a lot. Right. And it and it is fun. Um, a lot of vibrant colors, um, mm-hmm. which helps to bring people in during the slower summer months. Um, so yeah, if you are if you're a float center that wants to run your own uh, heroic heroic summer float challenge, you can you can do that pretty easily. You've got all the assets. Um, there's a guide that walks you through oh, yeah. suggestions for email copy, social media posts, rollout. Um, it's pretty pretty self contained. It's not you still got to do a little bit of work on your own uh, sure, as far as you know getting getting discounts from other local businesses and stuff. But uh, we we took a lot of the work out of it and. Uh, pretty proud of it. I'm, I like the way it yeah. turned out. Me too. And, and what I, what I love is like, we get to see it actually working at the float shop is, is the cool part. Like, is this, does this work? Yeah. It actually, it actually functions. Right. Yeah. It's, I, I was so excited. I was like, Oh yeah, we're selling this, but like, how well is it going to work for <laughs> the guy, the one guy who's actually using it so far? And it sounds right. like it's going well. So um, yeah, if that's something you're interested in art of the float.com forward slash well, I don't know what the URL is, but if you go to artofthefloat.com and products and services menu bar, it'll, it'll absolutely be professionals. There. That's what we are. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Always ready to, to give a plug to ourselves. Oh, we're not? Okay. Well, <laughs> and, but oh, you, did, you did mention the, the guide. I think that's actually a really important part that we put a lot of effort into is just like basically like lining everything up. So if, if you want to follow this, uh, you, like you said, the copy and everything, but like just how to launch it, how to do a teaser, all that stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, you can edit it any way that you want to, but I, I think it's, um, some pretty good content just to help you if, if you haven't launched something like this before launch it. So yeah. And, uh, again, it's uh, been working out well for the Shappy. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 I actually do have one more thing I want to share Please. real quickly. This is a brief thing. Uh, I, have been working on one tool that I always use for every build out I've ever done. And I've done more build outs besides just float centers uh, and that sort of thing. So every build out I've ever done, I, I create for myself uh, a, what I call a build out binder and, or a build out book. And basically it's a three ring binder that I divide up in, in a specific way that I keep track of everything. And once the project is over, that binder gets stored. And anytime I need a paint color, anytime I need a number, anytime something breaks and we need to know where it came from, anytime, I mean, everything I've ever wanted to know about that, that project is now in this binder. So on Thursday night, I thought I would do a Facebook live over art of the flow and just kind of go through my binder and share how I organized during this insane project. And I just thought I'd share that with y'all. That's great. And uh, yeah, so I just want to make that announcement. I will be there Thursday night. So this is coming out Thursday morning and I will announce on Art of the Float when exactly I'm going to be on there. And hopefully I'll see a few of your faces at that time. You you have mentioned that you you do that before. So the fact that you get get to actually see that. Yeah. I'm I'm stoked about that. I'm super stoked. I'll be taking notes. (laughs) Yeah, take some, <laughs> take some notes. Some, I mean, and, and and if you have any suggestions, anybody has suggestions to add to it, that would be great. So, yeah, any anytime I can make my build out binder better. Nice. Build out binder, build out better. binder better. Nice. Try to say that five video. times fast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a good day. 
you know, but before we continue, I want to give a shout out to, oh gosh, I need to give a shout out to the float conference, which is, I got to get this one out quick because uh, speaker voting is almost done. I think it's the 17th is the last day that you get to vote. So if you're listening to this before that, please uh, go to floatconference.com forward slash speaker dash voting. Or if you do catch this before it launches, I think if you just go to floatconference.com, it's, it's right on the front there. But uh, you get to vote in speakers, which is what a, what a really cool format for the Float Conference uh, to, for us to get to choose who we want to speak. And uh, I've done my voting. I won't tell you who I voted, but uh, you know, pick, pick who you want to see up there. And you know what? Maybe, maybe let's vote some ladies on stage. You know, Maybe it shouldn't yeah. just be uh, all men up there. But, uh, maybe, maybe we could speak with our votes that way as well. Float ladies. I love it. <laughs> float ladies. You won't catch me saying flo- float ladies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I love it. You know, there are so many women in this industry and uh, I like, I would love to see more of them speaking and stepping up and stepping sure. into that, that leadership goal. So, or leadership role, I should sure. say. I, I heard yeah. what you meant. Super yeah. excited. Cool. See them on there. Yeah. Uh, well, you get to choose, Amy. It's your vote. It's yeah. Your vote. Oh, and, I already chose. Oh, nice. I chose Excellent. wisely. So we'll see. <laughs> Sweet. See how that goes. I hope everybody takes the time to vote. <laughs> you know, can I just say, we have Brian on tonight, and it's very rare that producer Brian is with us. <laughs> and I had a question earlier, and he uh, was looking up some answers for me. I think he has it, but I thought it might be of interest to everyone um, mostly probably just to show my ignorance, <laughs> but it's, no. but may, you know, maybe it's a what's, question in everyone's mind. What's your question? Um, yeah, ask here, the question. I will. I will ask that question <laughs> and, ask and question. I'll, I'll cry later. <laughs> Quit teasing when, the question. Ask wrong. the question. Um, I noticed over in Float Collective, somebody made the comment that they have a problem, just like all of us have this problem. It's very difficult to, to always be creating fresh content for blogs mm. and uh, newsletters. And somebody made the suggestion of creating an upload section for, um, they called it like a royalty flea, a royalty <laughs> float blog. There are much, no Brian. fleas. I know. <laughs> uh, so that all of us could pull from. And my my perception of that is, oh, okay, so people upload like snippets of a blog or maybe a blog they've done and other people can just kind of copy paste it and use it. Um, that's my perception of royalty free. I might be reading this wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what, yeah, that's what right. is going to happen. So my perception, and I'm not, a, I'm not an internet person, but my perception is if I have a blog copied and pasted on my page um, and somebody else has the exact same blog copied and pasted on their page that it actually hurts my SEO. And I asked Brian, is that true or am I, it's been a long time since I've thought about this, so maybe I'm misunderstanding, but how careful do we have to be about putting things on our page verbatim that we got instead of linking to somebody else's page? How careful so, do we have right. to be? Is that are, you're saying, are you saying basically like Google knows that you're not producing right. an original content? It, original like this content. is found in 10 different sites. And they may perceive it as, well, they're just kind of copying someone else right. or it might be copyrighted or it might be, they might have stolen it or, you know, and, and does that affect SEO? And is that something that we need to be careful of? Or are there ways around that? Can you help me out with that, Brian? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we, we were talking about this off air and I, I reached mm-hmm. out to our um, resident SEO expert, uh, Mike Arneson of Upbuild. Um, he was on a previous episode. I don't know. I don't have the episode name. Off the, <laughs> we'll put that in the show. Notes. Top of my head. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes. But I provide a link there. Um, and I, I, thought we'd share the answers live on air. So Amy has not heard this yet. Um, 
but yeah, you basically you uh, your concern is valid. Huh. Mike mentioned. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, I just give a big old huh. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Mike mentioned that Google will will try to do uh, a couple of things, um, either either all together or individually. Um, the first one, it's going to try to find the original source of that mm-hmm. content. Um, most likely, if you have the same content posted across multiple sites, it's going to uh, the first date that Google discovers mm-hmm. that content. Um, that's going to, it's going to consider the primary source and then it's going to discount all other copies of that content oh, as spam. Right. Um, so it's not, it's not necessarily going to penalize those websites, but it's just going to kind of disregard it, um, yeah. as spam. The other thing it might do is it'll, it'll find the original and penalize everything else as spam. That means it's going to actively lower the ranking of all other sites that have that content that it does not think is the original uh, content poster. Um, And C, it'll just see like, oh, there's all this content on all these sites. We're just going to discount all of these. Um, So it's not necessarily necessarily penalizing any of the sites, um, but it's also not raising it up. Um, So the, the... the the first one is going to be the most common where it's going to find the source. Yeah. I I just realized a lot of us might not know what SEO means. Can Oh, search search engine optimization. Yeah, and why is that important? Um because everyone surfs the web through search engines, primarily right. Google, and mm-hmm. if they are searching for float center plus your city name, uh, you want to show up in those results and you want to optimize your site so that you show up at the top of those results. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks. Just, just want to make sure everybody's caught up. Yeah. 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 No, it's a great point. Uh, so we usually take, take the jargon for granted. Right. Um, so a is the most common, uh, you know, finding, finding the original source and discounting everything else to spam. Um, B is the worst case and it's the least common. So basically finding the original and penalizing everything mm-hmm. else. Now, um, there are some, there are some options to avoid, uh, getting, getting hurt by this. Um, you can use a canonical tag to declare the original publisher, uh, in your post. So, uh-huh. Um, so if you have your post and you use a canonical, canonical tag to declare whoever the original publisher is, Google will treat your site as just neutral and upstanding. So you're not going to get explicit SEO value from that content, uh, but it's also not going to uh, penalize you or discount you either. Um, so if, if that's a route you want, if you have a WordPress uh, site, you can use, um, if you have the Yoast SEO plugin, that's Y-O-A-S-T. Um, Yoast will actually allow um, allow you to put that canonical tag field in the blog post to make that happen. But at that point, I mean, the whole reason for the blog post is to better your SEO value, yeah. and it's it's going to be treating it as neutral. So that's the scoop uh, on that question, Amy. It's good to know. You know, they're talking. One of the things that that's coming up around this topic is that you know it's so hard as I said earlier, it's so hard to, to create original content um, and to do it consistently. But, you know, we're going to talk about, I'm not going to get too much into it because we're actually going to talk about this at our roundtable coming up in September. But, you know, creating this waterfall effect with what you have means that you can create a lot less and still have a lot of content to share and, and get those SEO 
get the get that SEO. I don't know. They'll call them points. I'm sure, but they're gold stars. Actually, gold stars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that makes much more sense to me. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, we made a, a rule at our place: uh, one blog post, one to two blog posts a month. That's all we ever demand of ourselves because it is tough, and we want to be consistent. We figure, well, we can handle one to two blogs a month. To right. do any more than that is insane for us. And mm-hmm. and same with the newsletter, once a month, one sure. little newsletter, and we've gotten it down. I just sent out the first one where we have a new format that's very, very simple for me to do. This format just allows me to basically put together a newsletter within, you know, two hours, an hour to two at most, you know? Nice. Mm-hmm. And being consistent and putting out less. I think is is probably mm. a little bit more important than yes. Yeah, than Consist- a lot. consistency above all else for sure. Yeah, absolutely, um, amen. And and the caveat here, of course, is Google's algorithms and how <laughs> how Google works is changing all the time. Oh, right. So, yeah. Good point. Uh, who, who knows what the case will be in the True. future? Uh, but that's that's the status as of today's recording. You know, I'd be curious, one more question, and I guess this one might be a little bit more opinion-based, and I'm, I'm curious what Mike's opinion would be on this from, from his perspective, but, you know, is it more valuable to be, like, let's say there is a crowdsourced uh, location for blogs, so you can just put on your own branding, what have you, or there's no, you know, you don't have to link it to a central site. You're not copywriting, you know, doing any, any violations by sharing this material. Uh, what is better having a monthly blog post or uh, having if you if you're not able to create that content is it better to at least have something coming out there even if it's not boosting your seo score or potentially even harming it slightly would it be better to just say like uh, you know i'm a new float center mm-hmm. i have i have something coming out there and something for my follow, fellow um uh, following excuse me to actually visit and read about you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think um, I think if you're taking steps, if you're taking those steps that I mentioned to make sure Google is treating you your site as neutral mm-hmm. um, as far as those blog posts, um, then absolutely it's worth having those blog posts primarily from like from the consumer perspective because once they do land on your site, you know, usually it's like, oh, you know, how do I float? What does the floating process look like? Um, but if there are blog posts that go in depth about, you know, uh, floater, you know, highlighting specific people that have floated at your center or providing more uh, in-depth look at the whole history of floating, to me as a consumer, like that's really appealing. Like it helps me feel more comfortable with with making a purchase and, and coming right. to your center right. to float right. because because you're providing me information. This is a you know, floating is this huge unknown for me. I've never been floating before. You know, I heard about it on a podcast, what have you. Um, and so the more information, the more you can inform uh, potential new customers, the better. Sure. Cool. Okay. And Brian, you brought up an awesome point. I think sometimes we think that these blog posts have to be these big masterpieces and they have to be huh. complex. And I know that um, uh, Dan Larson writes these amazing, by the <laughs> yeah. way, amazing blog oh, posts. Right. Amazing. And he's not the only one. There's quite a few of people there uh, in our float community who write these beautiful blog posts. Homer's Odyssey, yeah. But but they're good. I mean, they're really well-researched. I I love it. I mean, I get excited to read them. I get excited when a new one comes out. But I think sometimes that we think we all have to do that. And the reality of it is you don't have to make this difficult. If you want to have something on your site, Brian just said, 
you know, write a blog post of what exactly happens when they walk in your flow center. Well, you know, first we're going to greet you. You're going to fill out this intake form. Here's a link to that. And then you're going to get a shout. You know, just, it sounds so simple because it's so basic to us, but there are so many people, that's their concerns. That's their fear. And they need to read that and they want to read it from you because it's your mm -hmm. center and they want to know what you're going to, to do or say to them when they come in. So don't, don't underestimate simple blog posts on topics that you think are way too simple or way too basic. Mm. They could be, end up being your best one. Uh, you never know. And they're valuable. Cool. That, that's great. That's, that's great insight. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Like, I think about somebody who's just starting, and maybe they're not even open yet. If they have a, mm -hmm. a source for this kind of stuff to start spreading mm -hmm. the float word already, that'd be great. Oh, also, I think I shared this on the same post. I'm not 100% sure, but uh, just a couple other tips, if I can put it out there. Things I have had success mm -hmm. with is one, um, assign your employees to write a, an essay on floating, you know, uh, a well-researched essay. And uh, that can be that, that's just content that you can put in your email, blog, you know, throw it up there. And depending on the number of employees you have, boom, you've just got it. And uh, so that's been successful with the shop. And uh, shoot, what was the other thing that I had mentioned on Your Facebook? floater of the month? Oh, oh yeah, floater spotlight. And that's just a fun one and super easy because A like everybody that we've ever talked to wants to share about their float experience, you know, or they want to share the word of the float, you know, <laughs> they, want it, they want it out there. And so um, everybody says yes. All you have to do is take a picture. Um, we have a template kind of frame that goes around their picture. So it's always, you know, consistent with our branding, of course. Uh, and then it's super easy. They just answer questions over email that you don't even have to. I mean, of course, we love talking to them in person, but you need it in text form. So they answer it over email and then you essentially get to copy paste and uh, put it out there to the world. So uh, in my opinion, that's one of the easiest ways to create content. And don't forget guest blog posts as well. If you have a local gym, oh, right. if you have, you know, a local local massage therapist uh, that sends clients to you, people who you've developed these relationships with, yeah, they want to they want to put information on your blog blog as well and mm -hmm, cool. you give them a nice little link and it helps you and it helps their SEO. I, I guess since since Amy since Amy mentioned it, oh, we'll go ahead and plug it. Um that's our next topic. Our our marketing guru Amy is going to be sharing all about how to <laughs> how to create content for social media and how to handle the social media landscape when it comes to float centers. So um, that's in September on some date. <laughs> <laughs> We're just batting a thousand tonight. <laughs> I know this one. I do know the URL though: artofthefloat.com forward slash roundtable. Um, nice. If that's something you're interested in. Something tells me he'll be looking up that date and be able to tell us in just a moment here. Brian, we got we to gotta have you on the show more often. Here. I love it. You're, we, have, we have things to offer and you bring that up. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, let's see here. Did I talk about my week yet? Was there? Were we done? We talked yeah. about your heroic campaign. summer yeah. challenge, but what else is going on this week, Dylan? That was that was you know the kind of the big stuff. I I'm just yeah. so excited about it. I'm really proud of it, and I love the fact that we get to build on this next year. You know, like yeah. we we get to refine a little bit, but like we have it. It is in itself its own operating entity. You know, so we'll change some copy next year, and we'll do things a little bit different. Launch earlier when we know that our slump, uh, you know, catch it on on the beginning instead of midway through it. Um, but uh, the other thing is we have our, our team meeting every month, and it's uh, always right before we record. Um, and uh, this, I, I love this meeting. It was really funny because we have a Google Doc that has every meeting that we've ever had, and we take notes in there, and we always go over last month's first. 
but it's also a place where you can put down notes for things to talk about for that for for that month. And it's you know always gets at least like five items on there or so and. Uh, nothing was on there this month. It was really funny. So, you know, of course, we talked about the summer float challenge, how that's going. And uh, we talked about a few little improvements around the shop, some, some physical things that need to happen. And then we actually went on a tour of the float shop, which is crazy because you know what? You usually have two, maybe three people in your float center, uh, excuse me, employees in your float center at any given time. And so it's actually really rare you get your whole crew there. And now it, we were missing a couple people by all means, but like we all got to go into our tranquility float room and say, um, where does, where do we exactly put the earplugs? What direction do they face? Where does the, oh, we switched to floaties, by the way, instead of using, um, uh, inflatable like mm-hmm. airline neck pillows. We should update that blog post as well, by the way. Like, oh my God, I'm loving those things. They're way better. And the ears go underwater still, which I really like. Uh, so anyway, sorry, sorry. So it's like, they're just tiny inconsistencies that occur of like where exactly things are located. So we all uniformly, and it was amazing how much discussion came up of, well, I think it should be here because for, for this reason, this is what's more you know, client beneficial, but then somebody else will say, well, I think it's more client beneficial because of this. And it was great because I didn't say like, what's best for the client guys. That's just how they were thinking. And that's mm-hmm. how the discussions occurred. So it was awesome. And, nice. uh, and then I took a picture once we finally came up with the answer, like everybody agrees, we take a picture and then, you know, we go into the next room and then there's discussion of, well, actually, you know, we should probably replace this table and we should do this, that, or the other. And maybe we could redesign this section over here. It's like, whoa, okay, yeah, let's refine this room, of course. Like, yeah, it's been this way for like four years now without any changes. Let's make some changes. Uh, and then, um, but for now, how do we do it? And then more conversation, more conversation. And then it stepped away from, you know, just how do we place things in between? But, you know, should this go over here? Uh, or just, just some other just really interesting discussions of the room, the room design, what we're trying to accomplish, plans for the rooms that just never occur. They always go through my mind. I go crazy mm-hmm. in my mind like, oh man, our staff should be doing this or I really want to do this. And sometimes I even note it in my phone, but of course I forget to look at my phone later so I don't blog about it in Helm. And then, uh, so just everybody in the room, live discussion, the excitement, the back and forth that can occur was fantastic. So we did that with all our rooms. And then I gave, and we didn't have time for everybody to, we probably did, but nobody wanted to, uh, I gave an intro of of the the room itself. And so we really got to go over like, what what does Dylan do when he does this? And what can Dylan improve? And uh, what did Dylan do right? And so again, that led to some cool conversation as well. So I loved it. Yeah. Real quick, we did the same thing. We had everybody do their intake in in a room. Man, everybody (laughs) was given, I mean, everybody gave the basic information, but then there's some people giving us, and we really refined and condensed. I think that is so brilliant. I think that's one of the best things. And I I love that you took pictures, you document everything. So brilliant. Such a great way to use your staff and- yeah, thanks. and make them feel, make them feel good, yeah, and make them feel awesome that they they matter. That's Forget awesome. about that; it improved the room. Like the and room it improved, is improved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yes. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. But, but yeah. Yeah. But Brilliant. but no. I, I I jokingly say forget about that. But what I mean is like they are valuable. What they are mm-hmm. giving, like all that stuff. It's not just like, hey, we're. I, I want to make you feel good. Like I feel like at companies I've worked at in the past, they do that. They do like. Uh, here's a card or here's a gimmicky toy or something. You're valued here. Here's a, a t-shirt to Hawaii, even though uh, 
you know, we're suspending all raises and bonuses and everything except for the sales team, which are being uh, sent to Hawaii this year, which was very bitter for me at my last job. But uh, <laughs> insane tangent, sorry. But what I mean is it's like the best things for people to feel valuable is truly adding value, right? And so, yeah, by all means, like this helps them feel valuable. But of course, it's because they are truly influencing the business, which is what I always truly wanted. And I, I think to some degree struggled with for years. And I think we could still do better is, you know, our, if you listen to older episodes, we talk about how the float job has a flat structure. We want everybody to just have equal say, you know, be able to transition to different projects, et cetera. And that we just weren't able to maintain that very well. We, we didn't have the skill for that. And, um, I think also people's drive is different than the companies that that do do that are able to court to them. And so the, the people that who are with us do want more guidance. And so we found that kind of, in my opinion, we found a nice in-between of like, here's guidance. And also you do have a ton of value and you get to totally shape this space here. And so, um, yeah, I think I would guess that our employees have a lot more, um, I guess not, not only a sense of ownership, but responsibility than a lot of other businesses out there. And I don't, I don't know how unique it is to the float industry, but just in general, I think uh, our peeps are pretty, pretty, pretty tops and have a lot more on their shoulders than, than the average business, which I like. And, and I think they're more fulfilled too. That, that's my guess. Maybe I should ask them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, I think we need to put a pin in this one. I, I think we just had our... F- First accidental branding episode. (laughs) uh, I'm curious what the name of this episode is going to be. It's going to be interesting to come up with. Uh, Let's see here. So before we go, I want to give a shout out to Float Away, of course. These guys have been with us since the beginning. www.floataway.com is where you want to go to check them out. If you're looking for a nice uh, high-end, a little callback here to what Amy mentioned earlier. If you want a a high-end float tank, buttons to open and close it, starlights in the ceiling. Um, very, dare I say, sexy float tanks that not only include the tranquility, but the float around, the float cabin, lids, lidless float tanks, uh, whatever you need, they've got it for you. And uh, these guys have been in business since 1999. So they're not new to the industry. They know what they're doing. And uh, yeah, I I, uh, can't recommend them enough. They have become friends of mine as well. uh, Since long before I even actually gave them a red scent, it was... uh, from, from just dealing with them with our old float tank. So www.floataway.com, again, is where you want to go to check it out. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Amy, thanks for joining me. Brian, thanks for joining us on tonight's show. And yeah. uh, I think I gave a shout out to Emily last week for the show notes. It was actually Anna. So Anna, thank you so much for your show notes. Really appreciate that. And to everybody else, remember, there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So spend some time there. We'll see you next week.